my eyes are red. I've been burning, I've been burning. Here's the reason why my eyes are red. I've been Alright, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. What's the difference between anal and oral? Oral makes your day, but anal makes your whole week. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy homies, it's the gutter guru Sid Swami, back once again. Magic and Hash, we're all about, you know, raunchy jokes, marijuana smokes, and just kicking it with the blokes. And back by popular demand, as a new permanent co-host here at Magic and Hash, Jason Roscoe. What's up, fuckers? Old Man Roscom here, ready to dispense some Obi-Wan Kenobi-like wisdom to all you young wannabe Jedi. It's almost open. Hold on to this. Ah, the Force is strong with this one. Indeed. Do you know your metachlorine counter, or are you just full of shit, Jason? What are midichlorians? Midichlorians are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. Uh, yeah, I'm just full of shit. You guys are fucking nerds talking about this Star Wars shit. I want to know, bro. Do you toke? Kill a house. Let's go. I smoke curb to the haze. Smoke haze to the cheese. Smoke cheese to the cush. Smoke cush to the sour diesel. And I ain't feeling anything. And if you don't toke, did you ever toke? And when was the last time you took a toke? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's funny that I'm on a show called Magic and Hash because I have never in my entire life touched a recreational drug, mostly due to the fact that I work at a job that does random drug testing and I would get fired if I did such things. You never like smoked a joint rolled up out of your buddy's uh, sister's tampon paper, you know, out by the train tracks when you're in middle school, something like I- that? Who hasn't? I was very sheltered as a kid, so unfortunately, no. What? Oh, man, you're exposing the business, man. Don't do that. Yeah, you got to keep some mystery. Don't expose the business, bro. So, what's been going on in the Project VCR world? Uh, unfortunately, not much. My co-host Doug is down in fucking Orlando somewhere on vacation going to theme parks and spending Oh, uh, dude, is he going to WrestleMania? Because fucking WrestleMania is in Orlando. It's tomorrow. No, he's never been a wrestling fan. It's one thing I was never able to convert him to, so no. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to go to WrestleMania. It's so mainstream. Pitbull's yeah. going to be there. You could just go to see Pitbull. <laughs> oh, no, no, you know, I can't really imitate Pitbull. I, I would like to try to imitate Pitbull. He's not very good. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. It'd be like, y'all can leave your boyfriend and me in the hotel room. Did you guys watch the Hall of Fame last night? Oh, yeah. Well, I watched some of it. I'm going to try to catch the rest of it after work today. I couldn't believe that Jim Cornette was back in a WWE event after all the shit that he talks about them on his podcast. I'm a huge like uh, wrestling podcast mark. The next year at WrestleMania with the match with Austin and Tyson, soon as Taker was finished, he went back, he taped his fists, sat right down at gorilla position and watched the monitor watch Sean drop the title to Austin and provided everything went the right way. That was all that was going to happen and everything went the right way. And as soon as one, two, three, ding, 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 he stood up, started pulling his tape off and went and changed because Undertaker cared about business and the rest of the boys rather than his own fucking little meager self. Sean, hi, born again. Was not in favor the first time. You were always a prick to me. I just want to remind you of that. 
So I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts and no magic podcasts. All right. Well, let me ask you this. So you listen to Cornette, but do you listen to Vince Russo? I'd say 99.9% of people in the wrestling business are so freaking uptight. It's like they got a big cork shoved straight up their butt. Fuck no, I don't listen to Vince Russo. That guy's fucking insane, dude. Nobody that listens to Jim Cornette and loves Jim Cornette is going to listen to Vince Russo's podcast. Yeah, see, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I listen to Russo and not Cornette. Yeah, okay, okay. So, oh, this is interesting. Okay, so why is it that, like, even though you've never smoked pot, you have lame brains enough to listen to the Vince Russo podcast? <laughs> it's because I don't smoke pot, obviously. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is if you smoked a little pot, that you'd be paying attention because, like, everybody has the concept of the giggling stoner, but it's just that when you're stoned, you're paying attention to just every little detail. And sometimes the details are hilarious. Obviously, you're just listening to Vince Russo for background noise. Because if you were actually paying attention to the details, you'd realize that he's fucking retarded. Oh, he is. I'll, I'll certainly agree with that. But he's very entertaining at the same time. Oh, okay. Now, I heard he started smoking pot, which is kind of cool. But Yeah, well, he was... Yeah, he's... Or he was living in Colorado for the longest time, and he was smoking pot right before he had to watch Monday Night Raw because he couldn't stand it. So he was hoping that would help him out. It didn't, and he eventually stopped. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough to try and watch Raw all in one sitting. Fear helps. Fear helps. But even then... You got any predictions for WrestleMania tomorrow? Oh, yeah, we do have some predictions for WrestleMania. I made a whole fucking video about it, but because my brother is such a nerd. So the P key on his keyboard is glued down with jizz because he's always looking up porn sites. So whenever he presses P, it goes to PO automatically because that's just naturally where his keyboard's supposed to gravitate, you know, because he's always looking at porn and jacking his cock. We uh, made the video, when to upload it, he couldn't remember his password, and whenever he tries to punch in anything, his finger slips on the P key, and there's an O, so it's like, we have two fucking laptops in the house, neither one of them are usable for making content. There are two matches on the whole card that I think are the most unpredictable of outcomes. That's Reigns and Taker and Bray and Orton. I have no idea who's going to go over in either of those. What do you think about them? Well, I think a huge upset would be for them to let Reigns win, but I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. As long as it's a full-blown heel turn, I'm down for Reigns winning. Like, I want him to beat the shit out of Taker with a chair, leave him laying on the ground just bloody walking out, giving a big middle finger to all the fans. Do you think Undertaker might retire soon so they'll let him go out on a win or something? <laughs> he needs to. Watching him in the Rumble, it was just pathetic. He's he's not where he used to be, and it's, it's kind of sad, really. So it, it's time. Well... So I think that the tradition and like Undertaker is known to be a really traditional guy and the tradition is to go out on your back and to put the younger talent over. You know, we're not going to see a Roman Reigns heel turn. We already heard from Triple H earlier this week and Roman Reigns himself on Talk is Jericho earlier this week. The character of Roman Reigns isn't like going to fall into the traditional face heel things. He's going to be a faceish dude doing heelish things. And I guess they're trying to recreate like Steve Austin or something. And even you'll see John Cena now, like John Cena can be an arrogant, you know, like stuck up idiot sometimes when he used to be just like Robo Captain Good Guy. So I think that to appeal more to general audiences and not make things seem so hokey, like good versus evil and portray it as more of like a athletic contest. Roman Reigns is just going to be Roman Reigns and you can cheer for him or boo him or whatever. He's going to be the Undertaker. How many people have gone out on top? Oh, nobody, I don't think. Yeah, Hogan, nobody comes to mind. Maybe? Didn't Hogan bury, like, Dixie Carter whenever he left TNA? And that well, was, like, the last we heard of Hogan. Yeah, I don't think he ever really wrestled when he was there, though, did he? His last match in uh, WWE was against Orton, and he went over on Orton. So, yeah, I guess he did kind of go out on top. Well, I guess you have to be Hulk Hogan and have a massive dick to win anything. I think they should let Taker win, and I think he should retire. 
especially from that standpoint, being the champion with the belt, be like, see ya. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But yeah, it is time for him to go one way or the other. So what is this, wrestling in hash? What the fuck? In hash. My name's Torrential Tim. You might know me from the Pummel Podcast. I'm joined by my tag team partners, Sid Swami the Silver Saber and Jason Roscombe from Project BCR. Let's get into it, you jabronis. It could be movies in hash or video games in hash. What do you guys think about Mega Man? Yeah, super fighting robot. Yes, I fucking love Mega Man. That is my favorite Capcom character of all time. Mega Man is the shit, and Mega Man is actually known as Rockman in Japanese, which I think is a way cooler name than Mega Man. Like, Mega Man is cool, it gets the point across, but fucking Rockman? I like to rock. Who doesn't like to rock? If you think about it, like, it came out mid-late 80s or whatever, Mega and, like, Nido and stuff like that were like the cool phrases at the time so it's like whoa that's so mega i think at the time it was probably the coolest name did you ever see the box art for the original mega man it looks like some cheesy ass fucking sci-fi paperback novel yeah it looks like some dude with his weird helmet on and he's just like blast yeah and he d he has he doesn't have a gun for an arm he's just holding a gun in his hand and it's just like that's that's not Mega Man. Mega Man has a gun for an arm, you idiots. Yeah, that was when they were like trying to mark up the image when they found somebody that wouldn't even work on the video game. Alright, so he's like a guy with a blaster. Done. Yeah, there were a lot of NES games that had some wild box art that looked nothing like the actual game itself. Dragon Warrior is another one that comes to mind. Dude, Master Blaster, that one, like, gave me nightmares. Yeah, there were some games that were pretty trippy. I remember the first RoboCop game, like, those big walker things would come out, and I'd just be like, fuck! That was an R-rated movie at the time, so when I played the game, it felt like I shouldn't be playing it. it like, we've talked about this before. It was really weird how rated R movies were marketed back in the, like, late 80s, late, uh, late 80s and early 90s. You don't say affirmative or some shit like that. You say, no problemo. And if someone comes off to you with an attitude, you say, eat me. And if you want to shine them on, it's hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. When you look at stuff like RoboCop and the Terminator that was rated R but had just huge mass appeal with kids, I feel like rated R movies were a bit more acceptable family experiences back in the day. Now it's just like, oh, these fucking kids were watching rated R movies. You kids go play Minecraft or something in the other room. You know what I always liked? The gimmick of certain Nintendo manufacturers having different colored cartridges, like the Zelda games were gold. They had other weird looking cartridges, which was a different company. They made like Roadrunner and a few other stupid games like Temco yeah, that, or, or whatever. Yeah, Tengen. Yeah, I was actually just at a, a secondhand game store last night and they had a couple of Tengen games there with the uh, the black cartridges that had kind of the curvature at the end of them. Yeah, it was unique. You go over to your friend's house, you're like, whoa, what's this game? And you put it in, and you're like, oh, it's a, just some shitty game, like Super Sprint yeah. or something. You know, whatever. Yeah, I remember uh, I got swerved one time because somebody was like, I've got a pink cartridge for a Kirby game. I'm like, man, there ain't no pink cartridge fucking Kirby game, dude. And lo and behold, you know, I go over to my boy's house there. He's got a fucking hot pink cartridge. I'm like, this is dope, dude. I'll trade you every toy I own for this shit. And it turns out that his dad just painted it for him. If you were a video game manufacturer back in the day, that would probably add a lot of cost to use custom plastics for that phase or whatnot. I think it's really neat, though. Yeah, and I think it was Nintendo actually distributed all the games for the NES, so they had the manufacturing plant, so they had that 
basic dull gray mold that they pumped out all the games on. It wasn't until Zelda came along that they decided to do something a little bit crazy, and then Tengen published their own games and printed their own cartridges. But yeah, most of the stuff I think was actually put together by Nintendo after the company sent their programs to them. My favorite movie growing up was The Wizard with <laughs> the kid from The Wonder Years. Fred Savage. The Wizard. But Jimmy's got a secret. You got 50,000 on Double Dragon? That could make this the ride of their lives. Look at him. He's a wizard. He's headed for the video championship. <laughs> this guy. With a touch of romance. I am not kissing a boy. And a ton of trouble. That's huge. We're too late. Four feet down. Sorry about that. You maniac. The big villain of the movie was another kid at like some gas station. And they run into him and he has the power glove. What is that? Power glove. Yeah, well, uh, just keep your power gloves up front, right? Okay. He wrecks the kid with the power glove, and, like, I remember as a kid be like, I have to get that fucking power glove. The power glove for your NES. Now you and the games are one. Did you get the power glove? Because I actually never got to play with one of those. I don't even know how the fucking power glove worked. The power glove, everything else, is child's play. I did, and it's terrible. All it was was a controller on a glove. <laughs> Your arm would get sore as fuck because you had to hold it up the whole time. You could turn your hand for some games, but it was real weak and it, it didn't work very well. Yeah, it was like 80 bucks when it first came out. It looked so cool. They had all these great commercials for it. The power glove. But obviously when you're young and poor, you can't really afford to buy one. And then after people realized very quickly that it was a big piece of shit, they super discounted them at Toys R Us. I got one for like 20 bucks. <laughs> thinking, yeah, this is fucking awesome. And then I got it and I tried it and it was terrible. Oh, no. How long do you think it will be before people realize that the PlayStation VR is just a steaming hunk of crap that nobody can afford and we can get those for 20 bucks at Toys R Us? Well, I have uh, the Samsung Galaxy S7 and I have the, the VR goggles and it is worth it. It's amazing. And only because you can watch 3D porn. I mean, I don't know what any of the games are. I don't know any of that shit. But you can download 3D porn where you're like looking around, girl sucking your dick, girl on top of you, a girl walking around masturbating in the background. Like you're like sitting on a couch and you like look behind the couch and there's like girls like right there, like with their boobs there, like 360 degrees. As I graze past your thighs, sliding under your shorts before finally reaching your hard, hard cock fucking insane you can't touch any of that you can look at it no yeah. but it's it's fucking it's wild dude you you are in the scene like when you take off the goggles it's like waking up in someone else's house in the morning you're like whoa fuck it's it really puts you in a different reality <laughs> yeah if you'll excuse me i need to go buy a new cell phone real quick yeah i would buy it just for the ability to, to look at that shit. There's some cool 3D movies that come out in theaters, and then you can, you know, torrent them or whatever and put it on your phone, and you could watch the 3D movie with your goggles. And when oh, you're so you bought a PlayStation VR, but no, 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 you no. Didn't. I have the uh, the Gear VR. So basically, they're like Oculus goggles, but my uh, Galaxy S7 clicks right into the front, and uh, I can download stuff onto my phone. And then when I click it in here, it basically acts like an Oculus system. And then I have a Bluetooth remote controller, so I can play games. And when you watch a movie on there, they put you in a theater. So you look down, there's like popcorn and a soda, and you're like soda holder. And you look around, you're like in a theater, and you look up, and there's like a huge widescreen movie theater. It's really cool. So essentially, Sid, okay. what you're doing is you're just putting your cell phone right up to your eyes, and that's your VR goggles. Right. Okay, <laughs> I have a challenge. I have a challenge for you. Get some of that fucking 3D porn for your uh, cell phone, but it's got to be a gay gangbang. Like, how long can you last getting banged by hella dudes? I want to know. I look at the downloadable shit, and I don't see a lot of that at all. Like, I don't... Most of it's just guys getting their dicks sucked by girls and shit like that. But, I mean, I did see one where it was, like, a girl and, like, another girl was eating her out. And you could, like, be... You could like look down and you you have a vagina and like some girls like eating you out and shit. 
<laughs> that's like, gonna put me in there's, a. There's no way. There's not like if there's fucking guy on girl and girl on girl. The most porn is bought by gay guys, dude. I don't know. I'm downloading off torrent sites and I'm looking up VR or whatever. So I mean, I don't have any filters on. So I don't I don't know if people aren't just making them or just like you have to really search it out or something. I mean, if this is an untapped market, this is our chance to make fucking millions off the back of 3D porn. You, me, Jason, John. I mean, I know we're not gay, but we do need money. I think that's a missed market, too, because a, a dick in 3D is probably a big seller. And they are really just you want to see a dick waving around in 3D, right, guys? Right? I'm really starting to regret my decision to come on the show today. <laughs> oh, the 3D goggles are pretty awesome, though. I wish I used them more, but I mean, they're just there. You know, it's kind of like a fun thing where I'm like, oh yeah, I got this shit. And it's just like, cool, fuck it. Light a few candles, you know, turn on some music. It's Timmy time. I know, man. I wish, like I said, I've always been jealous of your ability to be able to go all out when you masturbate. So... You've been playing modern, Jason Roscom. You borrowed Green White Tron from your buddy. Have you been playing anything else? Yeah, I actually unveiled my newest deck last week. Roscom's deck list is wider than your fist. Punch him in the neck, unzip Roscom, and show him your deck. I decided to, uh, at the recommendation of a good friend, James Tennant, I pulled out Jeskai Sahili Twin Combo. So essentially playing a standard deck in modern on the back of Sahili, Rai, and Felidar Guardian, and just 20 people to death. And so copycat is good in modern now, too. It's, it's decent. I mean, obviously, it's no Splinter Twin, because that deck was super oppressive, and fuck that deck. But this is a much more fair, much more beatable version of splinter twin in modern it was actually really fun just because people weren't expecting it i took it to my lgs last week and against one of my good friends neil i'm playing jeskai colors i'm just fetching getting my jeskai lands and he's like okay i, I see what's going on you know, i'm hitting serum visions i remand one of his spells and he's just like okay i'm playing against like jeskai control and then on, on my turn three i slam down a sahili and he looks at his hand and he just goes oh shit next turn i hit the uh, felidar guardian and go to town that's a fun feeling that seems like a pretty cool deck. You know, in Jeskai, you do have a lot of the control slash tempo cards to kind of work yeah. with that. But you do have to leave your, your combo piece on the board a whole turn. And you have to play a creature as well, which a lot of people will have a bolt or a path or something in hand. I mean, I guess bolt doesn't doesn't deal with Felidar Guardian, huh? So, that's kind of yeah, that Yeah, the four toughness is pretty good. It, he's also, half the time, he dodges Fatal Push. So really, it's Path to Exile is his biggest uh, his biggest thing. I guess you could just bolt Sahili in response or whatnot. And yeah, Sahili can get hit by and Abrupt Decay. Maelstrom Pulse or Abrupt Decay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly weaker to a lot of that removal, and that stuff's pretty prevalent at my LGS. So I, I shelved it for a week, and I actually pulled out Esper Control. I brewed up my own version of Esper Control this week on the back of Grave Titan and Frost Titan some cards that I haven't played with in years. And, you know, I just love the Titans. Just kind of at the last minute brewed up this Esper Control list, which was a lot of fun to play, but I'm still missing a few key cards. I've been a strictly aggro player for, for years, and I'm moving into combo. So I'm playing uh, Gorio's Vengeance. People are kind of starting to tune and bring like Graveyard Hate. So I'm going to switch to the Cheerios deck start playing that combo where all I have to do is pretty much protect my guy or else like noxious revival and back from the graveyard for two life and then try again next turn yeah these graveyard decks are really my my biggest beef with modern right now because one game I played this last week was dead on my turn one and my opponent's turn two I'm like this this is not how magic is supposed to be played at least not outside of legacy and vintage so I do have an issue with those Gorio's vengeance decks I'm shocked they haven't done any kind of bans yet against that deck because if you don't have something on your turn one you could potentially lose which is yeah super oppressive i like it when they splash blue and that gives you serum visions on top of your faithless looting so it gives you more chances to draw to your your combo real quick so like turn three turn four it's pretty much popping off like you know i'd say probably 30 percent of the time you could try to go for a turn two but uh yeah 
I mean, that's a sweet, sweet problem. So do you play this deck because you've just gotten tired of playing Magic? Because there's other games. You could just quit playing Magic for a while and then come back when you're a reasonable human being. I know. <laughs> it is frustrating to play against when you see them like, they're like, all right, well, I'll gain 11 life, gain 11 life, draw seven cards, draw seven cards, and you're just like on the other side of it, like, fuck me. But it's like the aggro decks, I fucking hate going down there and like being like, oh, I'm just not fast enough. And just like Tron takes over and I just, there's nothing I can do. Like there's a certain point in the game where it's like, I can't top deck any card to win anymore. Or I can't like, there's no, no coming back. I would like maybe go to a mid range, but I see people playing aggro and then I'm like fucking jealous. I'm like, I want to play that deck. And you know, I'd rather just be like, nah, the game's done. I'm going to go smoke. Smoke. Are you playing Fury of the Hordes in your Grishel brand? No. Are you playing Simeon Spirit Guides in there? Oh yeah. Because a lot of people that I've talked to at the local level, they feel like that's probably the best band to sort of hamstring these decks a little bit because that's what gives you that fast mana and allows you to go off on potentially turn one, which is a, a very rare case, but can happen. I don't know, man. I feel like there's decks that just outright beat stuff like that. There's decks that like prey on decks like that. Like, yeah, that shit might work at like a local shop with people playing Gorious Vengeance, but you go to places, people are playing like a bunch of Abzan, people are stuff like that. I don't, I don't think it's gonna do that great. You, you will probably win game one in a lot of situations, but after game one, it's really kind of like a cat and mouse game of what they're going to bring in and how you're going to counteract what they bring in because it, you're going off like turn five, turn six because you have to like fight through a couple pieces of hate first or you have to try to draw out what they're doing and once they're tapped out then you're like end step, gristle brand and I'm comboing off on your end step instead of swinging for seven. You know, just mm -hmm. like whenever you can find your opportunity on game two or three or whatever, you just like go for it. But it's basically like they're going to bring in shit to stop what you're doing. You don't really have to bring anything to stop them. You have to bring in stuff to protect what you're doing. It's another reason why Serum Visions is so good in the deck, because you can scry two on turn one, and uh, hopefully you'll get like a Gorio's Vengeance or something. You leave it on, on the top of the deck, maybe a card or two down, so that when they thought sees you, you're not going to lose it. How's the Hate Bears matchup? I, seeing that Avon Mind Sensor is getting reprinted in Amonkhet has got me kind of excited to play some Hate Bears again. That was like one of my very first uh, like tier one decks I ever tried playing because my buddy let me borrow it and I loved it, man. Well, usually I don't search my library. I basically will fit this loot or, or basically draw a couple cards at a time and then discard my threat. With the addition of Serum Visions and making it a three-color deck, it does hurt my fetching quite a bit. How do you fuck with Gaddick Teague, man? Like, what if somebody gets a Gaddick Teague down on turn two? Gaddick Teague, green-white for a 2-2. Two -two. Non-creature spells with converted mana cost four or greater can't be played. Non-creature spells with X in their mana cost can't be played. So basically, Gaddick Teague will affect my shoal so I can't cast that because it has X in the cost. And then it will cut off my Through the Breach. You know, I might drop those down to try to go faster, I guess, against Hate Bears in game two and three. That's cool, man. I, I think Roscom's just like over there seething right now because it's just like, I can't believe that I thought this guy was cool and he plays Grishel Brand. Well, see, I give the deck shit, but that same guy that I lost to on my turn one, I eventually beat because I was playing Esper Control, and that deck just dies to hard counters, and I had a lot of them. So, yeah, you fooled me once, but shit ain't happening again. Yeah, a counter really wrecks your day, or if they shut down, like, your Cathartic Reunion or something like that, that's really rough, because you discard cards, and then you just lose the spell, too. You're like, I'm done. If they're just like, swan song. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, oh, damn. Beat you down with this 2 2 burp. Yeah, get you. Like, I got a burp, dog. What about you, Sid? I know you like Tron. What decks would you want to get into if you got back down? Totally Hate Bears, man. Like, I've been thinking about Hate Bears and I just miss it. It was such a cool deck. I'm really thinking that it's probably gotten a lot of cool new things. I'm going to look into it once I get the computer situation rectified. Man, this fucking computer situation's a bitch, dude. It's like so much stuff I want to do, but with a broken computer, I can't do any of that shit. It's alright, Sid. I got you covered on my end. Now here's another 3D clip brought to you by Magic and Hash. You look good, girlfriend. Hey. I'm Nicole. What's up, Nicole? Sit back. I'm just gonna stroke this hair of yours for a sec. Hey, give me some attention, Nicole. Come on, man. Uh-huh. A nice liver? choice. Axe Itch Relief Shampoo. 
Whenever I, I'm near it, I, I can't it. help but run my through those soft and sexy. your decision as a woman. Holy shit! I've been waiting to get my hands on that hair all day. Honey, these women have beautiful hair. Anywhere. You don't want me to stop, do you? No. I won't waste time asking him. Rip her clothes off. He's yes, that'd be cool. Holy oh, shit. Fuck, this is amazing. Anyone's ever told you? But she pulled your sword. Holy oh, shit. Oh, it's so hard right now. Ah! Oh, oh their hairs are so glorious. Holy fuck. Oh. Are you hearing this? Oh, this is oh, amazing. This is like crazy. Oh, cut his head off. Yeah. Oh, You're not gonna get oh, my God. either. I like in a movie. Cindy's a little crazy. Oh my god, these kids are fucking insane. Oh, donate to Patreon.com. Here she comes. Oh, I think these guys are way better than any of the podcasts. Please, a dollar a month. You guys mind if I um dip? Mind if I dip? Get out of here quick. I stay and brush the hair. This soft and temptatious hair of yours. It's very nice. Hmm. It's very nice. Oh, so nice. So what are you guys doing? Just hanging out. I was just uh, touching the hair. I think I've had enough hair action for one day. Mm. You better go before I never let you Mm. leave. You smell nice. Let's get out of here. Mm. Okay. Sayonara. Okay. Should I stay? You want me to stay? I'm staying. Nope. All right. I'm staying. Uh, when hate bears, when playing against hate bears, they'll bring in the Eidolon that I can only cast one spell per turn, and that's kind of a piece of shit. Because then I can't combo off and bring back my dude, so I'm basically in a damage race where I have to flash in Bristlebrand or Bulbarigmos a couple times and just hit him. And that's fucking a terrible thing. I mean, there are some things that really make it hard to combo off. So I have a few slaughter packs in my sideboard so that when I feel I can go off, I'll slaughter pack their guy and then go off. And then I'm not going to pay for it next turn. So I just have to win or not. Yeah, man. Which Thalia do you think would be best to play in Hate Bears with the meta the way it is now? Should you play like a split of like a 2-2 split of Thalias or do you play both of them? To tell you the truth, Sid, I've seen a lot of Death Shadow aggro, maybe some Collected Company, some other gibberish around there, but you probably want to go with the Tap Thalia, just maybe a two of, and then use the other couple slots for a different type of hate. There's not a lot of decks that you're going to want to tap stuff down after turn three. You're going to want to tap something down from Infect or whatever. Well, Grishelbrand, you're going to do when, you know, your Grizzlebrand enters the battlefield to have. I can still combo off. I don't have to swing with him because I can use his ability to get to a shoal. Nourishing shoal is X green green. You gain X life. You may remove a green card with converted mana cost X in your hand from the game rather than paying Nourishing Shoal's mana cost. Gain more life by exiling uh, World Spine Worm. World Spine Worm. Eight green green green, which translates to 11 life, reads, when World Spine Worm dies, put three five five green worm tokens with trample onto the battlefield. When World Spine Worm is put into the graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into your owner's library. It's a 15-15 with trample. Get another 11 life, draw seven cards, draw seven cards, and then basically get to my free mana sources, which is my Simeon Spirit Guides, and then I have Rituals. So in my second main, I can go, you know, Simeon Spirit Guide, Simeon Spirit Guide, Ritual, 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 through the Breach, put Boba Rigmos out, and I have like 30 cards in my hand at that point, and I can just discard a land to, to do three damage to creature players. So just go face, 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 game. Oh yeah, Boba Rigmos is a cool motherfucker, dude. World Spine Worm is also awesome with Through the Breach because you sacrifice the creature at end step, so you hit him for 15, and you sacrifice it, and you get three 5-5 five, five Trample Worms right after it. So it's really hard for them to fight through a uh, World Spine Worm through the Breach. And even like you're playing Jund or something, you like through the Breach of World Spine Worm and they'll kill it, terminate it. I got three worms. Hey, you like me now, you know? 
And the best is, if they don't have an answer, it might just be a one-shot kill anyway, because of fetch lands, shock lands, and everything else. Thought seizes. So they may have already gotten themselves down to 15 or less. Yeah, Death Shadow game one, I'll wait and just let them like hurt themselves and swing and whatever, and then it, blam, one shot them at the face, and they're like, oh, I see what you're playing. Magic and Hash will be right back after this 3D audio clip. Get high, get high. Smoking blunts, smoking blunts, get high, get high. Well, do you mind shutting your face? Some shit up here. Oh shit! Yes, we are in war. Get ready, soldiers! No! I Move am, out! I'm no, American. I'm I'm chilling here, dude. I'm smoking blunts. Fuck! Holy shit! <laughs> Fuck! Alright guys, line your panties with some tampons and let's get this Guys, 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 I'm here for moral support. You're coming! Whoa! Whoa! Get up! Let me stab him now. Oh my god, get me out of here, somebody please! Russians! Come on! Donate to www.patreon.com backslash magic and ash. If you really want to show your support, a dollar a month, you cheap bastard! No, you should stay. Move! You should clean up the new wafer. Yes! Don't stay! Let's go! Move, move! Come on, soldiers, keep it moving! Let's go! This is bullshit. Please. I'm super brave. I love a pepper pie. On my signal, you will climb the ladders and head into no man's land. You will attempt to reach and take the German trenches. Where you will wait for reinforcements. Ladders! Let's do this! Charge forward! Let's do this! Come up! Come up! Get up there! Get up there! God damn it! Kick you in the fucking ass! Bayonets! Let's stab motherfucker! Give me a gun, Let's give me a gun. Man. Something. Be oh strong. my god, my heart is fucking beating. Alright, get up the ladder. Let's go, let's go. Come on. Go on. Up. Fuck this. Yep, up. Let's go next. You, yep, up. Oh my god, oh my god. Next. Go! Keep it moving! We're all gonna die! Go on, boys! Get up here! All of you now! Shoot out the I love saving Private Ryan! Move! Move! Do you know what's gonna happen if you don't start claiming that ladder right now? Do you? Come here! Get the fuck You're getting out of this trench and up that ladder even if I have to shoot you myself and drag you over! Get up that ladder now! I am coming here to kill you whatever! Can we talk real quick about Modern Masters 2017? I just had one other thing I wanted to mention about that. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but since about the second day that the set was out, prices have been fairly steadily climbing on all of the marquee cards. In fact, in the last 24 hours, the price on the blue-red fetch has gone up by $10. So if you need cards from that set, uh, get them now because the prices are just going up and up and they've already bottomed out and now they're climbing back to their old prices. Yeah, dude. Foil Goblin Guides, 25 bucks on eBay right now. I'm thinking of just picking up a playset of them because I was going to pick up regular ones at 40 months ago. Yep. And now I could have foils. And those are going to be fucking 100 bucks. Yeah, do it now because, like I said, everything's going up across the board. It's tough. I got my Marsh Flats and I got my Misties. And now I want to get, you know, my Arid Maces and my, you know, Scalding Tarns. But it's just so hard to pay for Scalding Tarns, but they're just going up. You know? Yeah, yeah, because they were 40 like three days ago, and now they're about 52 right now, average TCG price. Fuck, I need to just buy them. I need to just spend 200 bucks right now and just do it. Just bite your lip and pick it in the ass once, and then 
you'll be good. Well, I guess my daughter will have to wait on braces. I can't afford to just buy cards like that. Like, if I'm going to buy a play set of a card, I got to buy it one at a time. Magic and Hash is now moving to a full 3D experience. Center, right front, right, right around, back, left surround, left, left front. gotta watch closely to get the max value i never do man i always end up paying out the ass because i have to buy it one at a time and usually the last one for the playset is always the most expensive by like a lot i used to be like you said then there's this thing called the force it's a beautiful thing it'll it frees up your life your your bank account to do whatever you will just kidding my mom would yell at me if i spent that much on cards Damn it. This advice doesn't really apply to you, though, Sid, because you have an awesome woman like Bella Muse. Just put it all on a credit card, man, because the credit card companies are the best. They're like, hey, you owe us $10,000? Just send us $19.99. Shit, I can that's do a, that. That's a good idea. I'm just going to buy a 1,000 foil goblin guides, and then when they go back up, sell them, pay off my credit card, make some money. It's right? a foolproof plan. How can you go wrong? I just, I just have to pay that, you know, $500 interest for a few months just to get through yeah. it. And then I'm, I'll make like 300 bucks. Oh, wait. Then you'll be really cool because they'll be like, oh, dude, that guy has so many foil goblin guides. Be like, let's go buy some. Bitches will be dropping their pants left and right when they hear you got all those foil goblin guides. Bro, you should do like a selfie on Instagram where you're butt naked in a bathtub full of foil goblin guides. <laughs> I have a feeling that will lower the value slightly of those goblin guides. What do you guys think the cards to buy right now? Lilies, the, just the most like damnations and shit or what? Damnation I think is a big one because those were getting really expensive before the reprint and they're still hovering around 20-ish. Blood Moon's a little under 20. That's another big one that was getting ridiculously high. Fetches at this point, Misty Rainforests are still hovering around 30, which is pretty good for a blue fetch. And then really it's just whatever you need. I mean, I wouldn't buy cars just for the sake of buying them, but if you think you're gonna play them, then yeah, get whatever you need now. Verdant Catacombs is another one that's in a lot of decks. What are those, yeah. like 35 right now? Nah, they're uh, above 40 right now. 43, 44, uh, when they were, again, 30, 35, just a week or two ago. So. God, it's like these are darker times, but they're, they're making another print run. Do you think things will drop again when they do the second print run? Are they doing another print run? This is the first time hearing about it. So when the first Modern Masters came out, one and two, they said it was a limited print run. So each store would get an allocated amount of boxes. One store would get five boxes. If you were a premium store, you'd get 10 boxes, etc. But this is a print to order, so store can order as many boxes as they want. They can order 100 boxes, they can order 200 boxes, and they will print that many in the first print run. And speculation says there'll be a second print run as well. Stores will be able to order 100 boxes again. So they're predicting this is gonna be five times as many boxes opened as Modern Masters 2015, even without a GP. So we'll see, you never know. Hopefully it'll affect prices. Yeah, well, if anything, it'll at least it'll slow down the the inflation. Hopefully, it can just kind of stagnate 
the price is going up for now. I, I don't know. In the long run, everything's still going to go up. I can't believe how many times has Path to Exile been printed in the history of Magic, and it's still a 5 $6 uncommon. I know. I had to pass one last night because I need a fourth Inquisition of Kozilek, and it was, I could have played it in my deck. And it's like 3 bucks versus 5 bucks, and I was just like, ugh, here's your Path to Exile. <laughs> and that guy used it in the game against me and fucking wrecked me. It sucked. I don't even like this printing of Path to Exile. My favorite one is Dual Decks, Vincer versus Koff. Have you seen that one? That's that was a good one, yeah. Path. I used to have a set of those. I like the one from 4th edition where it's like the dude with the tunic in the field. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Are you talking about... Let's <laughs> talk about Swords to Plowshares. How great would that uh, be in modern? Probably pretty damn great. I think that nobody would play Path to Exile anymore. When you yeah. said the guy in the tunic, I thought you were talking about the, the promo one, the FNM promo one, where the guy's standing there with a stick, like out in, at the top of a mountain or some shit. He's not on the top of a mountain, he's in a field, dude, because he's like, he's plowing. Yeah, he is. He used to be a soldier. You're talking about Jesus with like, the staff? Jesus with the staff? One man to kill anything? Jesus with a staff? Dude, have you ever seen the um, Wrath of God that had Jesus in a thong? What the fuck? Dude, what it's like, that? it's the one from, it's like the original one from Alpha Beta, that artwork. It's Wrath of God. If you like, look at the dude. He's got a thong on. He's like all bearded and shit. Man. I'm gonna have right. to go back and look at that one. Well, Sid smokes a lot of weed, so. <laughs> what? Hey, Timmy, ask me how high I am. How high are you, Sid? About five ten. About five ten. But I'm but I'm Sid. So, <laughs> the original Wrath of God is like the one with all the bodies, and there's like a goblin like sprawled out at the bottom of the picture and he's, he's like laying down and it's just like all these bodies oh shit i thought that was sodom and gomorrah and the wrath of god came later i thought that was just like a big male orgy well that's what we called it okay you had to put all your creatures in the graveyard after i play male orgy right right gotcha sid wrestlemania you didn't give us any predictions man you just joked at something that's not going to happen what are your predictions all right here's my predictions for wrestlemania i predict that most of the people that bought tickets aren't going to be able to get to their seats until about an hour after the show starts i also predict that people are going to be booing so loud during the live stream the sound editing people are going to have to mute the audience especially if Roman Reigns wins which you know he's gonna win I also predict that a lot of people all at once are gonna go to the bathroom when Pitbull does his performance the lines to the bathroom during Pitbull's performance will probably be record-setting and those are Swami's Wrestlemania prediction I have a prediction that there will be yelling and screaming from the Sid Swami household, from one Justin Zane once Roman Reigns takes the victory. You could check out Justin Zane's YouTube channel where he rants about Roman Reigns for a long time. Here's a clip. We could have gotten some more Joe. We could have gotten Shinsuke Nakamura. We could have gotten Finn Balor. But instead, we get Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman gets a WWE Universal title match. And we all thought he was going to become the champion. But then, who comes in and ruins it? Huh? Roman Reigns. starting to bleed a little bit but just sit still the other ear now as well dude my brother's such a mark and okay so jesus doesn't have a thong on i'm looking at the picture now jesus is laying his head on the chest of an orc and then if you look to the other side of the orc there is a man face down and he is wearing a thong nice i don't know i think you're describing one of my dreams Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, am I the orc? Are you Jesus? And I'm the orc? And Jason Roscom is face down with a thong on? Aww. Yeah, you're always the orc, Sid. I like that. 
I can't keep calling Jason Roskam Jason Roskam. It's fucking me up right now. What am I supposed <laughs> to call you, man? Call him JJ. I'm supposed or JR or uh. Oh, oh, JR! My God! <laughs> <laughs> it's a slobber knocker. Man, I do love JR's barbecue sauce. Don't y'all? JR's barbecue sauce. So does Michael. Listen to him tell you how much he loves JR's barbecue sauce. <laughs> It's slobber knocker good. <laughs> Let's talk about Amonkhet invocations, man. You know, yeah. since everybody else has already talked about it. I'm just going these... to give an unpopular opinion here. I think they're really fucking cool, dude. I like the hieroglyphics thing. It reminds me of back when I was in this group called the Fallen Pharaohs. We were a rap group that pretended like we were the gods of Egypt. I was a serious nerd back in high school, by the way. And, um, you know, I'm all about that shit. That cries out to, like, a 15, 16-year-old Sid Swami. She's like, look how badass this is. You can get a force of will that's all Egyptian. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, force of will is the shit. Hanging like on it. some motherfucking pyramids, chilling, getting embalmed. It's a really fucked up feeling. They wrap me up in linen. I'm like, what the feeling? You trying to get around me and I ain't got no fucking feeling because I'm an ancient mummy and I'm chilling in a sarcophagus. I don't know what the fuck to rhyme with sarcophagus. I got a big old fat set of nuts. Get off of this. Let me tell you about the advantages of not wearing bandages. Wow. Just wow. I'm a mummy, baby. Get with me, get with me. I'm all wrapped up, and they want to fuck with me, but they can't. They can't. Tickle the taint. Lick the pickle and faint. My dick will predict the witless and leave her in pain. Can I sleep over? You can't. I will do no such thing. I, I cannot do that. I'm sorry. I'm a mummy, baby. Get with me, get with me. I'm all wrapped up, and they want to fuck with me, but they can't. Are you not hearing Sid, or are you an invalid? We're gangbanging a pyramid. Don't flip your lid, we've been tested, and we've used the prescribed antiseptic. I know it's hectic, but we're here to wreck it, and no one will be protected. Wow. Just wow. Uber slut. Uber <laughs> Is slut. Is that a word? Uber slut. Oh, that's what I'm calling you from now on. Alright, so Uber Slut, what do you think about these invocations? Because I feel like you're of the opinion of most people that they're stupid, but I don't know. No, I, I don't I, think I, Uber hey, Slut hey, fits. Hey, he's talking to Uber Slut. Calm down. Yeah. Right, let me let me get my You opinion. wish you were Uber Slut, Tim. You're <laughs> you're Uber Thirst. So the the only issue I have with these is the legibility of the title of the card. I wish they were slightly more legible, some more than others. Otherwise, I think they're fucking awesome. I like the borders. I like the cards that they've chosen. I would love to get one of these in limited and play it in limited because that would be incredibly broken. But yeah, no, I've always liked the concept of these. When they started doing them with the Expedition Land, every block now, they're doing something like this where they add these premium cards to packs of the new sets, and I think it's great. I want a set of the Cryptic Commands, honestly, because those are fucking sweet. The problem is that the expeditions were the lands, and that's the one that people wanted the most, and they did it first, and so mm -hmm. those are still way up in price, because people are like buying them up and holding on to them, but now people are like, oh, these are gonna be in every set. Like, people don't value them anymore. Like, I opened up a Masterpiece artifact from the last set, and it was worth like 10 bucks or like 15 bucks. I was like, that's it? Well, which one was it? Dampening Matrix or some shit. Okay, because I guarantee you some of these are going to go for quite the premium. Uh, some not so much. Like the Dark Ritual, I don't know how many people are really going to be banging down doors to get one of these, you know, Invocation Dark Rituals. But things like Cryptic Command, Who things like... Who wants a Force of Will? I mean, nobody, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, a paper Force of Will is like a $200 card. The Invocation Force of Will is actually pre-selling for $300 on Star City Games. And you can never get a paper Force of Will in mint condition. Anybody who says they have mint Force of Wills is full of shit because people play with Force of Wills all the time. The only way you can get a mint Force of Will is to open one from a fucking Alliances pack yourself. Well, I like the Invocations. Did you have anything else you want to say? Sorry, Jason, I kind of cut you off. Uh, it's it's uber slut, but no, I think I made my piece. I like the vaulted card frame. The vaulted card frame is like matte, and then the the image is foil behind it, so it looks like 
these stone columns and then the image is like inset back. It's like a 3D effect. It looks really cool. Yeah, no, they're pretty Dude. sweet. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, man, but there's a lot of cucks out there complaining about these invocations, saying that the there's only like two of them that are worth any money but like why you always gotta be wanting something that's worth a lot of money is it not okay just to have one of these cards that's really fucking cool it's not like it's costing you like a slot still get like whatever rare or uncommon or mythic or common that you're chasing by just opening this pack like let me ask you a question did any of you read through the whole list of invocations because I, I got like two-thirds through and I'm like okay so it's just a bunch of spells or whatever and I like quit so people are gonna look at these and they're gonna be like oh so it's just one of those invocations uh, I don't know which one it is because all the art looks somewhat similar so then you have to read the card text from across the table upside down and there's all these hieroglyphs so it's it is kind of fucked up I don't like the writing on the top personally you don't have to read the writing on the top, though. You can usually tell what it is by, like, the mana cost and the card text. Which is kind of hidden in, in, in the script, too. And then some of them are creatures, so they have the power and toughness down there, but it's the same color as, like, the background, and it's just, like, a gray lettering. It's harder to read, and it doesn't have its own, like, spot in the corner of the card. It's, like, right in the text box. It's, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, the way they write the power and toughness is kind of odd. The, the way it's kind of stacked in the, the side of the card a little bit there. But otherwise, I think they still look phenomenal. Now, these things are playable and limited, right? Like, if you get one of these in a draft, you can play it straight up, right? Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. So, Sealed, too. So, essentially, if you get a card like Worship, you just win, right? Because your opponent can never kill you? Yeah, pretty much. When straight they, up. Winning like a motherfucker until they blow it up with, like, a disenchant. <laughs> Yeah, limited is basically wall versus wall battle. Like, you have a bunch of creatures, you have a bunch of creatures, let's go. I mean, unless you have board wipes and tempo. Well, you might want to get one of these new uh, Invocation Wrath of Gods, so there's your board wipe. Fucking A. Dude, that that's my only gripe with this, is that that Wrath of God has zero fucking booties and thongs on it. And, like, I was really hoping for another thong booty Wrath of God, you know? <laughs> I can't fuck. It's another picture of just like a random glowing orb of energy pushing stuff backwards. And if you look at the artwork on there, there's like six or seven of them that look just like that. Sometimes it's like a weird bird Egyptian creature blowing the energy and sometimes it's just like a person doing it against some weird pharaoh. Even Day of Judgment had dudes getting blasted. Like, I thought Day of Judgment was cool because it reminded me of like Dragon Ball Z when like they would get blown up by a Kamehameha. Kamehameha! My, uh, my favorite Wrath of God art though has got to be the one from the vault. The one with Heliod slamming down his spear and killing the shit out of everyone. That one's really sweet. What that is actually pretty dope. I just like the booty thong one, dude. I don't know, man. It just reminds me of being like 14 and just like being like, damn it, dude. That guy's butt just blew up my fucking terror angel. Damn, that happened. Do you think gay magic players beat off to Wrath of God with all that male booty in there? Dude, when I was a young guy, I don't know, maybe about 11, 12 years old, I was kind of getting turned on by the physique of uh, Avatar. Um, the last airbender? Thank you, Avatar. If only there were a way to repay you for what you've done. You could give us some supplies and some money. I remember now, it's called Personal Incarnation. And like, it's a wizard that made like a just fucking totally jacked bald dude made of light. And I'm just like, oh, but I don't know. I was just a kid then. I don't, I don't like dudes, I don't think. Except for Tim and Uber <laughs> Slut. Thank you, thank you. I, I don't count though, Sid, because you know, I'm a gray area. My whole life's a gray area. So what do you guys think about these pharaohs? Is it gonna be like gods? Or you have to worship? Or you have to have some sort of devotion? Or is it gonna be, are these gonna be fucking badass? Cause they look stupid as fuck, like this weird bird creature with like a fucking Irish 
kilt or some shit on. Yeah, I think we're going back to the gods. Uh, that's kind of what it seems to me like they're leaning towards. I have no facts to base this on, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the the god enchantments come back. Though I guess with with the devotion mechanic, they'd have to either bring that back or make them function a little bit differently than they did in Theros. Well, they had the single-colored gods. They had the dual-colored gods. So maybe these are three-colored gods, and they're cheaper, and they're just, like, way more powerful. Could be. But again, they had the devotion mechanic back in Theros where you had to have a certain amount of devotion before the thing was actually a creature. So unless they decide to bring that back here, which I'm not sure they will, they'll have to do something else to either make them turn into creatures or just be creatures right from the start. Well, with three colors, it'd probably be really easy to turn on devotion. I like uh, wrapping plastic around my penis, Sid. What time is it? Oh, man. I like to wrap velour around mine, but it's time to wrap it up. It's time to wrap it up. Uber slut. Yes. Thank you for joining us again this week. Um, I think that you will make a suitable replacement for me while I have to go do uh, my prison sentence after whatever happens in GP Vegas. We'll just have to see. But it's always good that we have a backup. Uh, John Holland, where can we get a hold of you? Ouch. <laughs> so, Chair, where can we find you? And Jason Roscom, glad to have you as a new addition to the show. Where can people get at you? Uh, you can always get me on Twitter, at Roscom76, where I just do a bunch of uh, political retweets. You can catch me on Project VCR. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. Just search Project VCR. We talk about movies, video games, all of the old variety. And that's about it. And you can contact me at John Holland's number one fan at gmail.com with all your hate mail at sidshatemail at gmail.com because I know you're going to have some. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Tim Kempter on Facebook. Thanks for getting blitzed with us. Peace out.
What up, what up? What's going on, sweet thing? Tim, don't sexually harass the help. Yeah, no thing. You have pretty nail polish. Mm-hmm. That should go on my dick, too. Come on. There's no need for that. This shit looks fucking intense. It's... Was that blue? Purplish blue. Like a pearl. Pearly purplish blue. For all your listeners. That's the color. Could we have gotten a better looking chick? I mean, she's got some saggy boobs. I think they're beautiful. Sorry. No thanks. It's kind of like a gel. Mm-hmm. When you apply it and leave it to dry. Oh, God. That shit tingles. It gets. Here, let's rub oh, this God. on your dick. Oh. Mm-hmm. Getting hard. Your dick. Oh, God. Oh, it's pulling my pubes out. Oh, oh sorry. No, oh, let's Stop rip that. this. Let's just get it off. Let's get it off. Oh, fuck. Ah. Sorry. Sorry. That's terrible. I'm sorry, listeners. It's not one of our best bits. I thought it was great. 